Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. private life because I'm out in public so much that when I go home, I'm home and it's private. It's quiet. And that's by design. Your home is by design. Either the design of the world or the design of the kingdom. Your home either looks like the world or it looks like his kingdom. Because whatever is on the inside shows up on the outside. One church. I was thinking about 2017 without the Holy Spirit and without Christ, and I can't imagine another year without Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Some of you are younger than I am, but let me go ahead and give you some information. This world is not all cracked up the way it is. It will sabotage you. It will destroy you. It will undermine you. This world, I said to Joshua Kenneth the other day, is built on deception. That's what kicked them out of the garden, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't preached in a while, so relax. We've not had service for a while, so enjoy. What brought them out of the Garden of Eden was a lie. A lie is deception. Everything in the world is based on deception. If you're going to be successful in the world's eyes, you're going to have to be a person who knows how to deceive. (laughs) And play games and hide and do charades. Pastor, where are you? I'm in the kingdom and I'm operating in the spirit. Your home either looks like his kingdom or it looks like the world. And it's always a reflection of what's on the inside. Come on, church. I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning through a man who's walked with God for 40 years. How many of you know that means as a Christian? I was raised in the church, but that doesn't make you a Christian. I had to go to church on Sunday morning for Sunday school, morning worship. Had to come back for the youth activity in the evening, and then an evening service on top of that. And then had to go to church on Wednesday night. But guess what? Just because I was in there, I wasn't in the kingdom. There are people who are jamming churches who will not enter the kingdom because they think just being in church introduces them to the kingdom. Jesus said you must be born again. Jesus said it. And he's the door to the kingdom. And as you graduate from year to year and you get a few more years on you, some of the things I'm saying will resonate then if not now. You're going to meet the king and will you be standing at the door or will you be making an entrance through the door? You must be born again. You must be born again. In this time together this morning, we're going to begin setting the tone for 2017. 
It's going to be one of the most prophetic messages I've ever delivered as a minister of the gospel. And I'm going to be taking you inside the home of Robin and Dennis Weber. And I'm going to be sharing with you some things that are concrete so you can figure this out. Did you know that over 33% of men or women who go into the ministry, they leave the ministry within five to seven years? They leave the call of God if they were called. So if you're looking at a person who's been in the ministry for over 40 years, you've got to be asking, what has worked for them? One of the things that I'm recognizing, both as an educator, administrator, and as a pastor, is that we do not think like we should. Jesus asked this question. He said, what think ye of Christ? God is into thinking people. But make sure that when you're thinking, you're including the possibility of a God who created all things. Because at the university level in higher education, there was a man by the name of John Dewey. How many of you know this morning that when college and university life began in America, it began because the churches were seeking those who had been trained theologically so that they could lead God's people? Harvard, Yale, Princeton, William and Mary... But along came a man by the name of John Dewey. And John Dewey said, we must remove all absolutes. And you're wondering what's going on in the lives of kids today? It's all about relativism. What may be right for you, pastor, is not right for me. The Bible says there are definite absolutes. Let me give you one. You must be born again. You must be born again. No, 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 pastor, I was in this denomination, and I was in this denomination, and I've been a part of this Bible study, and I was in this Bible study, and I've done all of these good works. You must be born again. You have to have His nature in you, or you'll be at the door, but not going through the door. In 2016, in the month of December, there were so many individuals that passed out of this life into eternity. They're not dead. They're no longer here on earth. In order for us to wake up, sometimes God has to put us to sleep so that we can receive divine revelation. In a few moments, we'll be going into the Weber household and seeing what it looks like inside their home. How boring, I know. We're in a different era, aren't we? We're easily bored when we're not tantalized. When it's not sensational. But I was listening to God's word this morning in the book of Genesis, in the book of Matthew. And both men had to be put to sleep so the Holy Ghost could do what he needed to do. Adam was put to sleep so out of his rib would be formed a very gorgeous woman. And she was gorgeous. Adam had to be put to sleep. Are you going to let your flesh rule in 2017 or are you going to put it to sleep? 
Are you going to crucify the old nature? Or are you going to let it continue to reign? Listen to me real close. Listen to the Holy Ghost through a, a, a man of God, through a pastor, through the prophetic voice this morning. Listen real close. Listen. Nothing will last that's done in the flesh for his kingdom. Because Jesus nailed everything at the cross. That we might truly be resurrected to live in the spirit and not in the flesh. Because see, whenever this is done here, you're going to get to see this, but you won't see this. Because I'll be gone, but you'll be able to touch this. Or at least look at it. That's the flesh. And most people live by their flesh. The natural. The carnal, Paul would say in the book of Romans. But I leave the book of Genesis and there I find that Adam had to be put to sleep so that God could do what man couldn't do. Sounds like we're at the manger, doesn't it? If you've ever been in the locker room, boy, do guys like to talk about everything they've got. And God would like to remind all men, I'm bigger than what you carry. Because man's egos, men's egos are ridiculous. Especially in the world of the business world. And also in athletics. I.e. the University of Minnesota. I just did a big report on that. Church, are you here this morning? Our prayer group this morning, we were in prayer and we were praying that every heart would be open and every mind would be renewed and eyes would be open and ears would be unstopped so that you could hear the word of the Lord today. God wants you to set the tone for 2017. Either you will or the world will. You're either going to obey the Holy Spirit or you're going to obey the world this year. I just took you and I out of the occasion, out of the equation and I said we're either going to obey the Holy Spirit or we're going to obey the world. Jesus said in the Gospel of John that we are to be in the world, but we're not to be of the world. In it, but not of it. So we leave the book of Genesis where we find a man asleep so that he could receive only what God could give to him because he wasn't capable of creating it himself. Hi, Eve. (laughs) Wow. Look what the Lord has done. Whoa, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. And then God begins to work in a young girl by the name of Mary. Mary was a teenager. Just a teenage girl, not a church girl. (laughs) Not a woman who had been in the prayer circle or a Bible leader or any of that stuff. It was just Mary. But she was a virgin. (laughs) Wonder how many girls are still virgins today. I remember when I first got into education, I moved through the health department and it was all about talking to kids to be able to say how you could have safe sex. (laughs) Just because you don't come down with HIV or you don't come down with other diseases or that dreaded disease doesn't mean that you're safe. Who's protecting your spirit while you're having all of these relationships? But the Bible says that Mary was a virgin and the Holy Spirit did something that, once again, sorry men, men could not do. 
That's why it's easier for most women to raise their hands before God than men. Because our egos are so ridiculous. We're about ready to walk into the Weber household and to see what has stabilized a marriage of over 30 years and a man to serve God for over 40 years. What has stabilized that? Because I don't get jacked up anymore like I used to about, oh, wow, dude, it's a new year. I've got all these dreams and all these goals and all these aspirations and I write everything down. Been there, done that. (laughs) You don't know the appointed time when you're going to be done. So you should live in the kingdom and not fulfill the desires of the flesh. So after they're all done with Mary and everything is stabilized and she is banking on the word of the Lord. Pastor, is that true? Well, the Bible says that she said, be it unto me according to thy word. Not my word, thy word. Have you transcended that? Are you, are you taking notes? Are you listening? Or are you drifting right now? If you're drifting in this house this morning, you're walking in the world. If you're drifting right now under the sound of my voice and under the anointing of the Most High God, I can tell you that you're drifting in here. You're walking in the ways of the world out there. I've been praying for over two weeks for this message this morning so I could give you a picture of what our home looks like though you may not be in our home and maybe you've not ever been invited to our home but you're going to be able to look into our home and see what God did with a broken man. He gave me a special woman of over 32 years now and 40 years of ministry and I haven't walked away from the call of God. Nor have I let my zipper go down so that I could go out and find somebody else. Under the anointing. Pastors are doing that. (laughs) And the Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray. You can put the right people in front of you, but that doesn't mean you're going to walk with God. Because if your spirit won't listen to the voice of God and won't follow the leadership of God, then I'm going to tell you, you're like one of those sheep that constantly is going astray. So they're done with Mary. And the Bible says that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. You can only treasure that which you've approved being God's word. The Bible says that Mary said, Be it unto me according to thy word. Then the Bible says she treasured all these things in her heart. You can't treasure the world and his word at the same time. He's not into double lovers. (laughs) The Bible says he's a jealous God. He won't nag you and rag you if you're in love with the world. You'll just feel more and more empty every day. You may have more and more things all around you, but you know as well as I do what's going on the inside that counts. (laughs) What in the world? What are they going to do with Joseph? (laughs) And the Bible says that while he was asleep, oh my goodness, 
two prophetic moments. In the book of Genesis, Adam is sleeping and God is working. The Bible says that God never slumbers nor sleeps. So when I'm resting in the natural, my father is working. (laughs) So Joseph hasn't even considered the things that are going on in Mary's profile. But the Bible says that an angel of the Lord came to Joseph to verify. Come on, married couples. And did you know the church is leading the world in divorce? Shouldn't be that way, but it is. You know why? Because we don't let the Holy Spirit do in her that He's doing in me and then verifying in each other so that we can do the will of God. Preach on, Pastor. And so the angel of the Lord visits Joseph and simply says to him in that dream while he's sleeping, I believe in dreams. How many want to walk in dreams this year? Want to walk in the dreams of the spirit realm? I invite you to stand right now. Why? Just take a pause. Just stand for a moment in Jesus' name. Father, there are individuals that are standing not only here, but probably across the nation and around the world. Men and women, children, teenagers who are standing and saying, I want my mind to be so captivated by the Holy Ghost that He can give me a dream and I can see it backed up and verified by the Word and it will be fulfilled. This day we're standing in your presence and asking that the dream maker will begin to breathe deep into the spirit of every individual who is standing in your kingdom, under your kingship, that they will walk in the supernatural realm of dreams and visions in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Turn to each other before you're seated and say, He's the dream maker. He's the dream maker. And then you may be seated. And in just a moment, I'm going to have the elders come up in just a moment. We're going to have fun today. Don't even worry about the clock. If I met one person, I met ten people. Over the last two weeks, you said, Are we having service? Are we having service? Are we going to have service? Man, I really miss being in church. Welcome back. Enjoy every minute of this. And so the angel says to to Joseph in a dream, that which is done in Mary has been done by the Holy Ghost. When you awaken and that baby is born, you shall give him that name, the name Emmanuel, God with us. He shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then the Bible says that Joseph shortly thereafter woke up. Men in Jesus' name, wake up. Men who are in the kingdom, wake up. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice this morning that has never been awoke, has never woke up from the world, I'm inviting you now in Jesus' name, wake up and come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And I seal that now in Jesus' name. And so Joseph wakes up and the Bible doesn't say he gets into an argument or a debate, but he gets into an attitude of approval. Holy Spirit, you're carrying me. He gets into an attitude of approval with his wife. You want unity at the home level? Walk in approval. Walk in approving one another. 
recognizing each other in the body of Christ, recognizing each other in your home. I'm about to introduce you to our home and what has stabilized and has strengthened and kept us going so that we can play every day as if it's our last day in this earth preparing for eternity. Holy Spirit, we thank you so very much. Father, we thank you so very much. Father, we thank you so very much. An addendum to those who are dreaming. Thank you, Holy Spirit. To those who are going to be dreaming and under the dream maker, that would be Jesus Christ. Remember this, the Bible says that Joseph being a faithful man, <laughs> leave it right there, pick this up. God will be able to give you dreams if you will walk in faith and be faithful to him. It wasn't just any man. It wasn't just anybody all buffed up and looking great and all cool. No, it was Joseph who was faithful that the angel could visit. God, the dream maker, gives dreams to those who are faithful. We're living in a society that's unfaithful. I didn't say the church. I said a society that's unfaithful. So then you're going to have to rearrange your eyesight to find those who are faithful as models so you know how to model kingdom living. God's been faithful in this house. How faithful. God has been faithful to give to us elders in this ministry. And I'm going to ask that Carl, I'm going to ask that Kelly, and I'm going to ask that Paul will come. I want to anoint them this morning. And in the anointing, I'm going to ask that they be ready to pray for anyone that's sick in this house, anyone that needs a prayer answered. Carl, I'm going to have you stand here after you're anointed. Carl will be here. Paul will be here, but stand right here first. And then, Kelly, you'll be at this wing. I'm going to invite people to come. I thought we were going to your house. Oh, we are in just a moment. What do I know? I know that God called Robin and I here to be faithful. Then I know that God came along at Chiefland Middle School in the, old, in the old room that is now all offices. It was their assembly room. And God brought a hunter in. And God began to shape him And mold him into the man that he is today. And not once has he ever said, put your hands on him and you do the directing. Keep your hands off. Let me do the work. And then we were out at a half shell building and along comes a man by the name of Paul Lundy. You could see skid marks all through the parking lot. Because prayer is greater than his skid marks. He was returning to his heritage of being in Christ Jesus. But as quickly as he would walk into that little half-shell building on the Manatee Springs Road, when the service was over, let me tell you something, you'd have thought the rapture taking place. He and Janelle were out that door so quick, but the Lord said, My eye is upon him even as it is upon a sparrow. Keep your hands off and let me do the work. You just model Jesus. 
Let me help you out, church, because I never know when my time will be done on earth. Be careful when you're around pastors who try to mold you. The molding is done by the Spirit of God down at the potter's house. (laughs) Here he stands as a faithful elder in the body of Christ. Well, we're out in the country where I didn't want to be. Out in a little place that I thought would be the end of everything. And the Lord showed up. Week after week. And along came a special time when we were having a great dinner or whatever that was that we were enjoying. And here comes Carl. And he loved that lunch. Man, he enjoyed. I thought, Lord Jesus, this man can eat. And he just enjoyed himself a great time. But he continued to show up. And then he sought counsel. And then there was a marriage. And then there were some steps of faithfulness. And then the Spirit of the Lord said, I have appointed him by recall to a position of being an elder. He has a broken heart and a broken life, but you keep your hands off of him. You know controlling spirits are all about that. Woo, this boy right here can preach. I didn't say I'm always loved. I just said I can preach. The truth. Walk like this. Talk like this. Dress like this. And the Spirit of the Lord said, you just keep your hands off of these. These aren't yours. They're mine. And I brought them to you. These are the elders of the house. Faithful number one, faithful number two, and faithful number three. I'm going to anoint them this morning with oil because the Bible says so. And the Holy Spirit told me to. Hello, one. Faithful man of God. If the people in this house only knew the battles that you have fought. I can't shoot a gun, but I'd still go to the camp with you for a little bit. Mighty soldier, man of faithfulness. Number two, faithful. You're a man of prayer because it was prayer that brought you back. It wasn't our prayers. It was the prayers of loved ones. And those that have been sowing into your life long before we ever met you. And God calls you faithful. Oh, number three. You've been given a great title. A title of being faithful to Jesus Christ. And the servant of the Lord shall always be blessed by the Lord. He calls you a faithful servant. And I bless you and release the anointing of the Lord upon three, two, and one. In Jesus' name. If you need a touch from the Lord this morning, three will be here, two will be here, and one will be here.
I want you to come. And if you're sick this morning and you need prayer, there is faith in these men. I've seen their faithfulness. You come. I got you. Glory. Pastor, did you plan this? I had no clue this is what the Holy Spirit was going to do. Please come. Please come. Please come. Please come. Please come. Well, the line's long. The line was long when she continued to push through. The lady with the issue of blood. Just balance out the lines. Pastor, I'd love to be an elder in this house. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. And then we'll see what God says. Glory. Glory. And me in the natural right now, church, it's like I want to move it along a little bit. Maybe I'll get some other other people up here to pray. That's not what the Holy Spirit said. I'm so quick to try to change his plan. (laughs) This is your time to be anointed and prayed for by men who have been found faithful to this ministry and above all to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Father, we just speak divine healing, restoration over the lives of people in the name of Jesus. Glory. Glory. Father, we praise you. While this ministry is going on, thank you, Holy Spirit, the ministry is going on here. Are there those who are seated this morning who would say, Pastor, I want to open up my heart and my mind to the, to the worship that we had this morning. And I want to begin moving in the prophetic. I want to be a, a vessel to where God can use me out there. It could be in an email. It could be a text. It could be on Facebook. It could be at the store. But I want to be, I want to be a vessel used by God with the prophetic. I want to carry a prophetic word of the Lord. If you will stand, I want to pray over you this morning. Pastor, I want to walk in the prophetic. I want to walk in the prophetic. I want to walk in the prophetic. And you know, that doesn't mean hollering and screaming at people. Let me give you an example while this ministry is going on. Every day, both at Southeastern University and on Facebook, all that I put out is a scripture and a thought every day. And some of it's prophetic. Some of the thought words are prophetic words. That's all. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's not running up in someone's face and saying, thus saith the Lord. Not that. It's your beautiful way of communicating with others the word of the Lord. There are those that are standing. Let's do it. Father, look across this audience. This was your idea today. 
And I just thank you for the worship. I thank you for Pastor Bradley. And I thank you for how in tune he is with the Holy Ghost and the worship in Jesus' name. Now, Father, there are men and women, young people. There are those that are standing and saying, I'm opening up my heart and I'm opening up my mind. I really do want to move out. I want to move out into the prophetic. I want to walk in that. And I really want to be a person of encouragement and bringing the proper words at the right time for individuals. So, Father, now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, release unto those who are standing the prophetic utterance of the Lord where they can give a word of acknowledgement, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. Father God, a word of encouragement. In Jesus' name, I speak that prophetic word over those that are standing now. In Jesus' name, receive in your spirit the prophetic utterance of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. Give God praise in the house. And then you may be seated. We may end up going in the back door of the house this morning, but we're going to get there. One more came up while Pastor Bradley and the team was leading us in worship. And I'm going to do this the same way the Lord introduced me to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I did not grow up in a ministry that emphasized the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But when I was exposed to it, boy, did I open up. But I did it in a quiet forum. Okay? But there may be individuals here who really want to walk with tongues of fire. I'm not going to have anyone come up. I'm not going to lay my hands on anyone. I'm not going to... No, not none of that stuff. No, 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 no. No. But you would love to have that supernatural prayer language so that when you run out of the English grammar and you no longer can sentence your words properly, you can just begin praying in the Spirit. But you've never had that, but you would like to see that take place in 2017. We are going to set the tone this morning. For anyone, just stand with me. I'm standing here. You'll stand there. Who would like to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost to where you have a supernatural, heavenly prayer language. Listen, he may have to put your brain to sleep to get through to you. Because my head got in the way, way back then. Anyone that would like to stand and say, we sang about it, tongues of fire, but I'd like to have that on my life. Anyone that would like to stand and say, I'm open, Lord. I'm open to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What you did in the upper room, do it in me. Anyone want to stand? And I also understand our region and I know how skittish our people have been in this region because of things that have maybe gone on, materialized and and happened. So this is just going to be a very gentle moment of praying for anyone that would say, I want to open up my heart, I want to open up my mind, and I want God to give me the baptism of the Holy Ghost with power from on high. Glory. Wow. Wow. All right. Here we go. Sweetheart, come here, baby. I know, I know. Come here, you get to pray. You gonna jump up here? And I just asked the same question. Lord, why did you have Robin come up? Because there's a tenderness about the Holy Spirit. And there's a tenderness in my wife. And I just believe will be more receptive for those that are standing. Who are saying, I'm open to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What happened in the upper room, let it happen in me. Father God, we thank you. Open our hearts. 
and then open our mouths, Lord God. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. But he's also a soldier. And we need him in our lives. And Father, I pray for those who are standing right now that you would breathe upon them. And Lord, that they would receive all that you have, every little part. And Lord, may their mind not get in the way. May their flesh not get in the way. But Father, may they open up and let you flow. we thank you, Father God, that there is power. There is power. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. What else, Holy Spirit? We're about to take a trip to the house. It'll go quick. It won't be preaching. I'm going to teach some things that have worked for us. Hopefully, you'll take some notes. You're going to need, if you have your iPhone or iPad, whatever, you're going to need that because we're going to do some things this morning. It's going to be a t- I'm going to switch in just a moment. And it's going to be teaching for just a few moments. Not long. We'll get you out of here. You have the rest of the day. There's no school tomorrow. Most of us will probably be off work tomorrow. So you can rest. Tell your flesh to be quiet. It has been on center stage too much, too long. Tell it to take a back seat for just a few more moments. Amen. Pastor B is all over this one in a big time way about every year should look different than the year previous. <laughs> now I'm a seasoned pastor so I'm not reckless. <laughs> so what I'm about to say to you is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit for those who would like to see signs, wonders, and miracles. Example. Janelle Alexander, our math teacher, will live and not die at Levy Learning Academy. I declare that over her, and her breast cancer is gone in Jesus' name. Okay? Miss Sigmund's grandson, Caleb, down in Tampa, have never met him, do not know him, but he is not able to hear as of the last report. He is going to have clearance. And he's going to have clear hearing. And he's not only going to be normal, he's going to be above normal. So Caleb, in Jesus' name, healing in your ears, both ears, in Jesus' name. If you would like for me to pray over you, your family, there is nothing great about me. It is the name of Jesus Christ. But you would like to see signs, wonders, and miracles in 2017. And you can't make it up. You can't try to cause it to happen. You just flow with the Spirit of God. Like this morning. Stand with me, please. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Can be your business. 
It can be your marriage. It can be your family. It can be loved ones. It can be friends. It can be hospitals. I don't know where the Spirit of the Lord is. Because some of you are starting to try. I'm not being weird. I'm fine. Some of you are traveling with the Spirit of God right now into areas where He's going to have you work and operate in 2017. If you don't understand that, you've not been in the book of Acts where they were in one location at one moment and in the next moment they weren't even there. You may travel in the Spirit and get things done when God says go. But it's got to be green light, not red light. I never travel in the Spirit when there's not a green light. I'm no longer a reckless person. I just told you what I was like as a teenager. Father, in Jesus' name, many of us are standing. We have been so cotton-picking hungry to get back in here. (laughs) We have been so hungry just to get back in here with the family, with the body of Christ, and now here we are. I'm amazed at what you've done this morning, but I shouldn't be, because that's you. And we're standing and asking, may we have the privilege in your kingdom to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles. And so now I ask in Jesus' name that you will absolutely bring this about in the potter's house, in the lives of every one of my brothers and sisters, for your honor and glory. We will always bring the honor and the glory to you in Jesus' name. God's people said, amen. Amen. Remain standing. We're going to do two prayers. We're going in the back door. Sorry. You must be friends. We're not going to go in the front door. We're going to go in the back door of our home and you're going to get to see why Robin and I have been together 30 some years and why I have been in the ministry over 40 years. I want you to do this with me. Otherwise, you need to negate signs, wonders, and miracles, prophecy, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In the New Testament, Paul said that we are to put on the full armor of God. I saw a football game last night that looked like they had no armor on. That's all I'm going to say about that. Lord Jesus. Somebody asked me the other day, was it the chicken or the egg? Well, if you're from Ohio, it was the egg. Big eggs. Here we go. We're in the back door. Are you with me? This is really a Sunday morning boot camp. It's been a boot camp in here this morning. Here we go. Father, I put on the belt of truth. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I put on the good news shoes. I'm a peacemaker, not a troublemaker. I put on the helmet of salvation. I lift up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. And I stand in the strength of your name. Now together, let's say the Lord's Prayer. We're in the house right now. Not only this house, but our home. You may walk up to our children that are still in that house, and you ask my wife, is this really what goes on in your home? And they will tell you. Repeat after me. Say with me this morning the Lord's Prayer. I was reminded through John Hagee's ministry that it was his grandmother that taught him the Lord's Prayer, and they say it every day, and it's not a ritual. It's the preparation of living in the kingdom, not the world. Let's pray together, please. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. High five somebody and say, I've got a prayer life. And then you may be seated. (laughs) So as we are in the uh, back area of our home and we're coming in, and this is going to move real quick now, I'm transitioning from the prophetic, I'm transitioning from preaching, and now I just want to teach for just a few moments on some things that have helped us. Hopefully you're going to take some notes. This is going to go quick. You've got the rest of the day. You're going to need either A, your Bible, or your iPad, or your cell phone, because I'm going to have you do some work. Everyone say with me this morning, set the tone for 2017. Wow. You guys sound like Ohio State played last night. Let me tell you something. And some of you that played for me know that I have juice, you have juice, and you should show up every day because every day is game day in the kingdom. And I'm not talking about sports, but the Bible has a lot to say about sports and about farming and about being a soldier. Good morning, Paul. How are you? The Apostle Paul. So, Pastor. Let's break that down. Can I just talk to you this morning, Dennis? Can you share with us, can you share what has worked for you and Robin all these years and how you've been able to stay in the ministry for 40 years? Because I know it's been easy. I want you to write this down, please. Now, that was being cynical, okay? It has not been easy. This is a prophetic word from the Lord. You should either write it down, you can get your cell phone out, and you can speak it into your phone, or you can type it in. I met a pastor that I never met before the other day, and he said the message should never change, but our methods must change. Let people use their technology. We do it in the schools. Let people use the things that they are connected to so that they can see how it really works. Here's the statement the Lord gave to me. We're moving quickly. And I, we've already done one Of the steps that we always do every day in our home. Setting the tone for 2017. Here's what the Spirit of the Lord gave to me to give to this house. How we manage our devotional lives. Let me say that much again. How we manage our devotional lives will determine our direction and our destiny. Let me give it to you again. How we manage our devotional lives will determine our direction and our destiny. Robin and I both were raised in godly homes and prayer was a cornerstone of our upbringing. We just took you through the back door of our home and you just joined us by going through not only the signs, wonders, and miracles, but you have been encouraged to put on the full armor. Now, if you do that this morning and you don't do it tomorrow, you're naked and you're going to get hit. Every day you should go, I put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, good news, shoes, helmet of salvation, shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit. Every day. 
And then we went over the Lord's Prayer. So your devotional life must begin, first of all, with prayer. It must begin with prayer. You must pray over everything. You must pray about your finances. You must pray about purchases. You must pray about dating relationships. You should pray about everything. Jesus did it, and you should do it. You're either going to follow the model of the world or the model of the word. 1 John 5.14, and then we're going to be traveling quickly. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. I want to speak this over someone's life who's been struggling. Don't stop approaching God. Access has been made for you. Go ahead and get in there. (laughs) 1 John 5.15 says, And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of Him. 1 John 5.16, this is for several of us. In fact, I will speak it for the whole body, but some of you are going to be traveling this particular venue a lot with believers who have stumbled. Listen closely. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. When other people are walking out, you walk in. But don't do it if you've not been praying. I'm teaching right now, ladies and gentlemen. I said to the prayer warriors this morning, if this was a class uh, environment, you would have to take notes. This is the church, so I can't make you do it, but I'm trying to get you ready because you may think, like, would you please stop and get off of this? Because the enemy knows that this is for real. And if you walk out of here and you have not done any of the things that I have given to you, woe be unto you. My heart will go out to you. Because this is, no, this is no game. This is not like I'm trying to take up your time. I'm trying to say to you this morning, it is time to set the tone. And you will set the tone by your devotional lives. And your devotional life will determine the direction and the destiny. Listen closely. Not only on your life, but your children's life and your children's children's life. Let me, let me, let me break this real clear to you. Ready? Selfish Christians do not have devotions. How how could you say that, Pastor? Because my devotional life impacts my family, my extended family, my loved ones that no longer live with me, and all of my grandchildren and all of my loved ones who don't live anywhere around me, my devotional life impacts them. How do you think I ever got back to God? Ladies and gentlemen, when I was a teenager, I was sitting in church having sex right after church. Y'all got that? Players? And it hasn't stopped. I don't mean in my life. In the church world. Oh, y'all got real quiet on me. The thing that brought me back to God was a devotional life in my family. They prayed me out and prayed me through and prayed me in. I wonder if I was teaching right now if you could give me those back. Prayed me out prayed me through, and prayed me in. And that's what it's going to take. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the devil is hell-bent on taking your children. You understand that? Are you all going to play like Ohio State? Here we go. Every day, read God's Word. Every day, read God's Word. 
The story is told of a pastor who was invited to dinner with one of the families in his congregation. So the woman of the house decided to impress him. (laughs) You don't have to impress anybody in the kingdom. After dinner, she wanted him to read something inspiring to the family. She said to one of her children, please go and get the good book, the book we love, the book we read every day. Guess what happened, ladies and gentlemen? The child came back with a shopping catalog. But what mom really wanted was the Bible. Sitting back there is a young man by the name of Joshua Kenneth. And if this is not true, he should be saying right now, my dad is a hypocrite. Because he's saying to the people something that he's not doing. But he knows that's not true. Every day you should be in God's Word. Every day. It doesn't take long. 10 to 15 minutes in the morning. And then close out the day with either your own personal or your family time. Sometimes you have to actually go fishing and hook them and pull them out of their room. Sometimes they're hanging out in jacuzzis. Can I stretch that story? I want to so bad. And in fact, I got a beautiful picture that I'd love for you all to see. (laughs) Can I tell the story? He's saying no. It's a wonderful story. Can I do something called voting? My wife is doing this right now. How many would love to see that picture? All hands up. Only, oh, some of you are going, man, we're afraid of Josh. (laughs) He ain't that bad, just because he's big. All right, I'm going to leave it alone. Why did, you, why did you do that? Because it's not always easy. Can I talk to the men? You're the spiritual leaders. It is not easy to call your family to devotions. But you've got to do it. You've got to do it. So you read God's word. If you have your cell phone this morning. Oh my God, I'm this quick. You can do this. We do it every day in our home. You may Google this every day. It's called the One Year Bible Online. January 1st. Tom Dooley will do it for you. Every day, Tom will take you through an Old Testament passage, New Testament. Psalm and proverb. By the end of the year, you will have gone through the whole Bible. We're without excuse. Paul wrote it thousands of years ago, and it's in the book of Romans that we are without excuse. We now can have it right here. Listen closely. Listen. Over 90% of those who identify themselves as Christians admit they have never read the Bible entirely, which ironically is the way you become an atheist. Next. Along with the reading of God's Word, pick up your favorite devotional. Here's Joyce Meyer. Hearing from God each morning. We put out on the table the word for today. We'll even give it to you on an email. Here's another one that my good friend and cousin Ed gave to us. We get it every, every month. 
morning with Jesus. <laughs> it's amazing how we'll go get a movie, set for hours to watch a movie, but won't take 15 minutes to read God's word. But then tell the pastor how, whoo, let me preach here one time. I said I wouldn't do it. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, we're in serious times and serious trouble. How we manage our devotional lives will determine our direction and our destiny. So what do we have so far? Very simple. Read God's word. Find your devotional. Watch this. You can also go here and put in our daily bread. They're even doing it at the prison at Lancaster. You can Google our daily bread and they'll read to you the daily bread for the day and the scripture. How did you make it this far, Dennis? Devotions. Every day. Read God's word. Just like, you know, how we used to do those worldly things? You know, smoke some marijuana, drink a little beer, you know, have a little sex, do a little this, do a little that. Clean all that stuff up and replace it. Our daily bread. It's right here. Online Bible reading. Right here for you every day. Next. What else works in our home? Every day. Every day, we either listen to a contemporary chorus or I'll go back and get my hymnal and I will go through some of the old hymns like Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, Oh, What a Foretaste of Glory Divine, Heir of Salvation, Purchase of God, Born of His Spirit, Washed in His Blood. Let me ask you a question. Are you washed in His blood? Oh, I got, a new, I got new, new clothes on. I didn't ask you that. Oh, I've got X amount of dollars. I didn't ask you that. I ask, are you washed in the blood? This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. But some of us maybe aren't into the hymnal anymore. So then you can even go and Google. In fact, what's really crazy with these new phones, you can actually, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, here's a guy 63 years old. This is ridiculous. I mean, this is like crazy. I think they're going to be able to pull this up for me in just a minute. Mercy me. We're without excuse. So guess what? This a, it's a, you, how many have heard flawless? About the, about the cross. Have you looked at the lyrics? We are without excuse. Watch. So that means I had to do away with the Beatles. That means I had to do with Three, three Dog Night. I had to do away with that. Had to do with um, Steppenwolf. I had to do away with all that stuff. And I replace it. But I, I need a little bit of both. I don't sleep with but one. Come on. What you doing? Sleeping with the world and then come here on Sunday to get in the Word? What? You're going to play like Ohio State. You're going to get beat. You're going to get beat. You're going to get beat. I didn't say Robert and I don't. Oh, look, I can pull up Endless Love. I love Diana Ross. I, at least that music's clean. Man, you listen to some of the stuff the kids have out there today. It's so foul and dirty. Makes me want to grow hair. 
So I'm not saying you can't have romantic music, but I can't continue to listen to three dogs. Born to be wild. Man, I used to listen to that all the time. Garbage in, garbage out, ladies and gentlemen. The question that I had asked this morning was, not as a pastor, hey, Dennis, how have you done this? How have you come out of the world, given up all that crap that you were into? How have you done this? How have you remained faithful? Devotions, ladies and gentlemen, this has been, you mean to tell me we've stayed this long in here to hear you tell us about devotions? Really? But in order to have a devotional life, there's some things you're going to have to get out. You're going to have to get that stuff out. If I have time for sports, I have time for God. If I have time for hunting, I have time for God. If I have time for shopping, I definitely have time for God. What is work? I'm almost there. We're going to close with a video. It blew me away. Max Long sent it to me. I said, whoa. How many of you know that Jesus, Jesus Christ is in every book of the Bible? He is in every, a child is about to let us know this. And you wonder why all the universities and higher education is trying to get God's word out everywhere, get rid of it? Because they don't want Jesus anywhere. Jesus, you're going to get to hear Jesus is in every book. All right, let's go back over it real quick. Ready? How you guys made it? 32, you were a divorced person. But I didn't quit to Coal Falls College. How many quitters do I have in here? Man, I went through hell. You don't even know the hell I went through. Professors were planning to see me walk away. How did you, how did you do that? How did you work all night and go to school all day and then on the weekends go up to a place called Franklin, North Carolina to a little place called Sloan's Chapel and preach? How did you do that? I started developing a devotional life. Consisting of what? God's word, a devotional beside it. Always, I, didn't, I won't even take your time. I always find quotes every day and then a strong prayer life and putting on the full armor. That's, that's it. Oh, that doesn't sound really, that's it. 40 years. I'll lay my track record right here beside any of them. I'm saying a devotional life, ladies and gentlemen, is the key. Oh, yes. In a moment, the video. This is my dad's Bible. I bring it every once in a while. This is my dad's Bible. Whoo, baby. Whoo, baby. Notes. Whoo, baby. But uh, two weeks ago, right now, we were in Franklin, North Carolina. Here's something else I can tell you that we're falling apart. We don't care about those who've gone before us in the Lord. We don't care. Because they're done. They're gone. We don't care about them. But Robin's grandmother went home to be with the Lord at 96. She was a woman of prayer. <laughs> remember now, remember now, and I'm not putting them way down but I've never seen Ohio State look so bad. But I've never seen the church in such a mess. And I ain't talking about forward. You know why? Because we really don't want to be instructed and taught. But you're going to get your butt kicked if you don't get your devotional life going.
Here she is, nanny, gorgeous. Walked up to the coffin for all the players that might be here this morning. Because I'm for real. I'm for real. I walked up as we were being escorted out of Cowie Baptist Church to be wait, to wait in a room and then brought back out. I walked up to the casket one more time. And I looked in at Miss Cochran. And in her purple dress, purple, whoo, underneath her hands, frail hands, was her Bible. Whoo, I just reached out. I just touched the Bible and made a fresh commitment to God's Word. Now, you may not know it, but there's some dangerous things going on right now in our country towards Israel. But I have good news for you. He doesn't slumber nor sleep, and he watches over Israel. And I want to introduce him to you. His name is Jesus. Watch. In Genesis, Jesus Christ is the breath of life. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, he's the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he's the prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he's the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he's our judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he's our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he's our reigning king. In Ezra and Nehemiah, he's the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. And in Esther, he is our Mordecai. In Job, he is our ever living redeemer. In Psalms, he is our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he is our wisdom. And in Song of Solomon, he is our loving bridegroom. In Isaiah, he's the Prince of Peace. In Jeremiah, he is the righteous branch. In Lamentations, he's the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he's the wonderful four-faced man. And in Daniel, he's the fourth man in life's fiery furnace. In Hosea, He's the faithful husband, forever married to the backslider. In Joel, he's the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. In Amos, he is our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he is mighty to save. In Jonah, he is our great foreign missionary. In Micah, he's the messenger of beautiful feet. In Nahum, he's our strength and shield. In Habakkuk, he's God's evangelist crying, Revive thy works in the midst of the years. In Zephaniah, he is our savior. In Haggai, he is the restorer of God's lost heritage. In Zechariah, he is the fountain opened up in the house of David for sin and uncleanliness. And in Malachi, he is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. In Matthew, Jesus Christ is the King of the Jews. In Mark, He's the servant. In Luke, He is the Son of Man, feeling what you feel. In John, He's the Son of God. In Acts, He's the Savior of the world. 
In Romans, he's the righteousness of God. In 1 Corinthians, he's the rock, the father of Israel. In 2 Corinthians, he's the triumphal one, giving victory. In Galatians, he is your liberty. He set you free. In Ephesians, he is the head of the church. In Philippians, he is your joy. In Colossians, he is your completeness. In 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, he is your hope. In 1st Timothy, he's your faith. In 2nd Timothy, he's your stability. In Titus, he is truth. In Philemon, he's your benefactor. In Hebrews, he's the power, he's your perfection. In James, he's the power behind your faith. In 1st Peter, he's your example. In 2nd Peter, he's your purity. In 1st John, he is your life. In 2nd John, he's your pattern. In 3rd John, he's your motivation. In Jude, he's the foundation of your faith. And in Revelation, he is your coming king. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced in his pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. The schools can't explain him and the leaders can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. The people couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The New Age can't replace him. He is alive, love, longevity, and more. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness, and God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, and pure. His ways are right and his word is eternal. His will is unchanging and his mind is on me. He is my redeemer. He is my savior. He is my guide. He is my peace. He is my joy. He is my comfort. He is my Lord. And he rules my life. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.